Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Today we're talking about collagen, which has become a really popular supplement in recent years. We're going to be talking about what collagen is and what nutrients are required to make collagen. And we're also going to be sharing our insights into using collagen as a supplement to support endurance running. Hello and welcome to She Runs, Eats, Performs, the podcast for female runners of all abilities. Please join Karen Campbell and Aileen Smith, nutritionist friends and runners, who are here to help you translate sports nutritional science into easy to apply tips and plans, helping you enjoy peak running performance. And especially adding in the female factors every woman needs to know to be a healthy runner. The suggestions we make during this episode are for guidance and advice only, and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health, please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Karen and Ailey to design a personalized sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runners Health Hub. I'm Karen and I'm here once again with Aileen and today our topic is all about collagen. Now actually the word collagen comes from the Greek word kola spelt with a k which actually means glue and collagen's strong fibres tend to work like glue to hold things together in the body so holding muscle, bone, tendon, ligaments, organs and our skin all together. So just an interesting little fact to start with. So um, Aileen, hi there. How are you today? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, Karen. I'll say I'm good. I've just got the tail end of a cold. And the reason I'm telling you, I know you know, Karen, because we've already spoken this week, but just to everybody who's listening, just in case you think I'm a bit, sound a bit bummed up, I feel like I'm swimming underwater at the moment. (laughs) But uh, I have got my diffuser on with eucalyptus and I've got um, essential oils on my handkerchief. So I'm, I'm breathing in lots of things that hopefully will clear my uh, tubes so that I don't sound too strange today. Oh, great. Well, you don't sound too bad at the moment, Aileen. So hopefully that will continue and hopefully the cold will just disappear fairly soon. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. But anyway, I was just about to ask you a question, Aileen, sort of thinking about um, collagen and how it supports the musculoskeletal system. Have you noticed any changes in your musculoskeletal health um, as you have progressed through midlife? Yeah, I hate to admit it, but I do feel less flexible when I sort of reflect back to sort of 15 years ago, 10 years ago. Um, I, I know that it's changed and I have to be so much more conscious of doing exercise, which promotes flexibility. And also the other 
thing that I've noticed. I do get random aches and pains, which seem to be for no reason at all. So, you know, one day I can be walking down some steps and suddenly my knee can ache. Uh, but then the next day it's OK. And I think, what on earth was that about? You know, so I, I do wonder if that's related to uh you know, the changes that we inevitably go through at our age. Um, And and the other thing, you know, which we've talked about many times was it was a big shock to me um, two or three years ago to discover that I had osteoporosis. And I discovered that following a a silly accident where I broke my wrist and and that resulted in me having a DEXA scan and and discovering, you know, that I was sort of early stage with osteoporosis. So I'm super focused now on looking after my bones and my connective tissue, which is one of the reasons that we've chosen today's topic, because it's really vital for health and longevity um, as a woman uh, and also as a, as a runner, you know, having a good um, structure in our bones and our muscles and tendons is going to be the thing that keeps us fit and healthy and being able to do everything that we want to do. Yeah, absolutely, Aileen. I totally agree with that. And thanks for sharing those um, aches and pains <laughs> and, and what you've experienced as you've gone through midlife. Because I think probably a lot of of women will be able to associate with that. Because quite often you can think, "Oh, it's just me. Why am I feeling like that?" But to know that um, you know other people potentially are are experiencing general aches and pains as they um, pass through midlife can be comforting in many ways. So. So let's get started uh, on our topic for today, like we said, is all about collagen. So what we're going to do is we're going to begin by explaining why we've chosen to talk about collagen and why it's potentially supportive for a runner. And then we'll look at what is collagen and what nutrients are required for its synthesis, for its production. And then uh, we'll end with an insight into using collagen as a supplement to support endurance running. So, Aileen, it's over to you again. Why are we talking about collagen today? Well, you know, we've, we've touched on it already, but we're really uh, talking about collagen today because collagen is a thing that provides the structure and function for the skin, bone, cartilage. And as we said, you know, it's important for everyone but especially important for runners so collagen is a protein and it's actually the most abundant protein in the body and it makes up approximately a third of our total protein which is really interesting Uh, and you find collagen in most connective tissue throughout the body but there are actually different types of collagen which I haven't realized until I've done a little bit of reading around the subject Um, so we're going to be focusing on type 1 collagen today uh, because this makes up 70 to 80% of ligaments, uh, tendons, joints and muscles and 90% of bone, skin and hair. So it's the most abundant and uh, the one that people focus on most. But I, I can't, I think that when I was reading there's something like, I don't know, 15 or 16 different types of collagen in different parts of the body that do different jobs. So uh, there's more to collagen than you, know, you would think. And um The other thing that is really important to know is that we make collagen naturally from the various building blocks, um, the nutritional building blocks, which we're going to talk about later. But I think probably most people will have noticed in recent years that 
we've got much more of an awareness about collagen as a supplement um, to either help with healing injuries and also for skin health and beauty because it's just advertised everywhere now. And, um, you know, it seems to be the thing that everybody wants to take. Uh, and I, But I guess that most people won't have thought about how vital collagen is to our musculoskeletal health and also what we can do to promote collagen production from a nutrition and lifestyle point of view. So, yeah, it's an interesting topic I think we've got today. Absolutely, Aileen. That is a good point that you make that, um, you know, there is so much marketing and attention around collagen for skin health, you know, reducing signs of ageing and cellulite. Um, but also some people may have also considered using collagen as a supplement to support the healing of soft tissue injuries. But it is there, there does seem to be an awful lot around around skin health and ageing. Um, so today it'll be really good to talk about what we can do to support our collagen status as runners and looking at it from um, food based nutrition as well as supplements as, um, at the end. Okay, great. So let's get started by just uh, expanding a little bit about what the role of collagen is and what it does. So we've, we've said already that collagen is a key component of connective tissue, and it's the connective tissue that helps us with flexibility. So if we're in a position where our collagen is depleted, that can lead towards or contribute towards movement feeling restricted. Uh, collagen can help speed up connective tissue and repair. So this is really important in the healing of injuries. Um, and something else that people might not have known about is that collagen is really essential for healthy bones. Uh, so not just for the connective tissue between muscles and joints, but it's also a really vital part of the bone matrix, uh, which we, we have talked about in a, a couple of other episodes. Um, and I'll put the links in the show notes for that. So bone collagen um, is laid down by bone-building osteoblast cells. And what collagen does is it forms a sort of living web-like protein matrix uh, within um, the bone structure. And that actually provides the scaffolding for bone formation. And it's the structure upon which the mineral crystals are deposited to make and, and remodel bones. So it's really, really crucial. Um, to maintain its fully functional structure, bone collagen goes through a continual repair and renewal. And, that, and that's another sort of big concept when it comes to bone health. We're constantly breaking down bone and renewing bone. And that just goes on and on and on throughout our lives. And, and the same thing is happening with collagen. However, when we lose bone, uh, which is something that can happen as we age, um, where we also lose minerals and the collagen protein matrix. So during the menopause um, transition, that period of time when women are going through perimenopause, menopause and into postmenopause, women are, are at risk of bone loss. And that's because we're not making new bone fast enough to keep up with the loss. And that can lead to osteoporosis. So I suppose in summary, what I'm saying is collagen provides the structure for bone mineralization and also gives bones some flexibility and elasticity. And if without the collagen, bones can be might still be dense, but they could be brittle. And obviously that means we're at risk of fracture. Absolutely. There are just so many different um, reasons for 
for trying to support and take on board sufficient collagen for all these jobs that it has to do within the body. And as well as bone and connective tissue, I think another aspect of health which may affect runners is gut health. And collagen is known to help with promoting healthy gut lining. So intestinal permeability, which is often known as leaky gut, that's the most common name given to it. And it is um, it is common and an underlying reason for digestive and immune disorders. So the physical stress that's induced by endurance running could exacerbate the digestive systems in some runners. So having a healthy collagen status might actually help promote a healthy gut lining, therefore diminish some of these symptoms. So just something, another angle to think about there regarding collagen and runners. So Aileen, we've mentioned collagen state is being important. So could you maybe tell us um, a little bit about what contributes to collagen depletion? Well, again, it's an aging thing, unfortunately. <laughs> but from our early 20s onwards, the body's production of collagen slows down, um, as it does with just about every part of our body, really. But with, with collagen, it's thought to be from the early 20s onwards. And it's estimated that we lose approximately 1% of collagen every year and that loss speeds up as we age. Um, so considering how you support your collagen status as you age may help prevent injuries and promote flexibility. So it's something that we have to be uh, conscious of throughout our life, whatever age we are. And apparently by the time women reach menopause, it's quite possible that we have lost two thirds of our ability to produce collagen compared to our 20 year old self. So our ability to produce collagen is the, really the issue. Um, the, main, the main reason that women in this phase of life, you know, this is the reason that we notice that our um, muscles might not be as toned or there's been changes in our skin. We might get um, wrinkles. We might notice sagging. And, and this is down to the fact that we haven't got the same amount of collagen being produced. Um, now, from a runner's point of view, and again, this is something that maybe midlife female runners might have noticed, is that you get more susceptible to tendon injuries at this time of life. Um, so, for example, stresses and tears in various different um, tissues. So um, areas like the rotator cuffs, joints, Achilles tendons, uh, all can have sort of minor damage. Um and when we're in the menopause, our estrogen levels reduce, which is something we've talked about a lot. And the, the lower estrogen levels is one of the main drivers of bone loss. And as we mentioned earlier, when we lose bone, we lose both minerals and the collagen matrix. So, um, you know, there's a lot to consider regarding this sort of natural aging process. And, and that's why we need to do something about it. So there are some other contributors to having a poor collagen status and these are all things that are manageable and things that we can um, make decisions on which will help so the three things are having a high sugar diet smoking and um, and sunlight so thinking about having a high sugar diet so when you eat a lot of um, sugars and refined carbohydrates this can result in some harmful compounds being produced called advanced glycation end products. Um, 
Now, this is sometimes shortened to age, A-G-E, which I think is quite uh, appropriate, really, because we're talking about aging here. Uh, and what happens is that these um, products cause the the, the uh, collagen fibres to cross-link and, and tangle up. And this makes your skin and the connective tissue less elastic over time. And there are some more serious consequences of these um, age products, and they can contribute to other health conditions such as type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, dementia, and Alzheimer's. So, you know, we're we're always promoting a low GL food plan, and this is another reason uh, for doing that. So we mentioned smoking. and There's a lot of studies that indicate that smoking impairs the production of collagen, um, you know, we, we probably all know people that have maybe are smokers or have been smokers and their skin health isn't fantastic. You might notice that you've got friends who are more wrinkly than others. And it might be because they've got a history of smoking uh, because the smoking impairs the production of collagen. And also considering sunlight, apparently you your ultraviolet sunlight um, might unravel the collagen uh, fibers and that can lead to some damaged skin and wrinkles. So these are all mod- what we would call a modifiable lifestyle, uh, things that people can do something about that will help their collagen status. Absolutely. But quite a lot of risk factors there for um, poor collagen status. There are quite a few things to summarise here. But just um, in summary, collagen is important for the health of connected connective tissue, bones, and also for gut health. And as we age, there is this natural decline in our ability to produce collagen. And also during the menopause transition, we might lose collagen alongside bone loss as well, which can increase our risk of osteopenia and osteoporosis, like you were speaking about earlier, Aileen. Also, a high sugar diet, smoking and excessive sunlight might contribute to a lower collagen status. So all great things to um, to take into account and think about your own lifestyles and the modifiable factors that um, that are relevant to you as individuals. So Aileen, um, moving on, could you maybe give a bit of background into what collagen is and what nutrients are required in that production, that synthesis of collagen? Yeah, sure. So as we talked about earlier, Karen, uh, collagen is a protein. And uh, again, you know, people have heard us talking about proteins being made up of amino acids. Um, So there are the amino acids that are related to collagen uh, predominantly are glycine and proline. And usually um, collagen is made up of three proteins. So it's always glycine and usually protein and one other uh, amino acid, um, which might be any one of the other um, 17 amino acids. So it's just really which amino acid is available, it will use. so the, the other nutrients that we require to make collagen are vitamin C, zinc and copper. So making sure that you've got an, an abundant supply of these nutrients in your food plant, in theory, uh, should give you the building blocks for your body to make collagen naturally. Um, and remember that um, most uh, protein-rich animal proteins also contain collagen. So they'll contain these different uh, amino acids, but there'll be an element of animal collagen in those foods as well. 
Absolutely. Aileen, just taking you back a bit, you said there that in theory, these different nutrients um, should give you the building blocks for for your body to produce collagen naturally. But I'm sensing there's maybe a but there. Well, only that my only reservation is that, you know, we these nutrients are required for many different biological functions. So depending on an individual's nutritional needs, these nutrients may be prioritized for other functions other than collagen production. And we can never sort of isolate, you know, you can't take one thing and know that it's going to just solve. It has a synergetic effect across across the body. Um, And also, if you're focusing on collagen rich foods as part of your food plan, you've also got to remember that you have to uh, digest the collagen and the collagen is then broken down into amino acids which will be distributed wherever the body needs protein. And again, there might be areas that are a higher pro, uh, priority than collagen status. So, you know, obviously that's the case with all nutrition, but I just think it's worth mentioning. Um, and we're going to be talking about whether supplementing with collagen is beneficial later on. Um, so we'll, we'll go into that in a little bit more detail. Um so that's that's my that's why I'm saying there's a but. So don't just think take collagen thinking it's a magic bullet because collagen is used in lots of different ways in the body as as these building block nutrients are too. Um, but sort of thinking a bit further on with that, what what tips would you give people, Karen, on maximising these building blocks of collagen nutrients into the food plan? Well, um, animal protein foods clearly are rich in amino acids and the amino acids that you were um, saying are really important for collagen, the glycine and the proline. Now, they can be found in meat, fish, seafood and dairy foods. So, you know, if you're a meat eater, then it's quite a wide variety of foods where you will get that. Now, you can get the vitamin C by eating the likes of citrus fruits, red peppers, tomatoes, broccoli greens um, and then zinc and copper you'll find in seeds nuts legumes organ meats as well so again more meat there on seafood so lots of variety in your diet will help ensure that you are taking on board the important nutrients required for collagen production And um, another popular way of adding collagen from food is to use bone broth. And I think most people will have heard of bone broth now because it is, um, again, advertised quite a lot. Now, bone broth tends to be made um, or is made really by the long, slow cooking of bones. And the bones can come from chicken, beef or fish, um, which will. And it's the slow cooking of these bones that will draw the collagen out of the bones and into the broth. Now, what I would say here is to remember to try and choose bones from organically raised animals just to ensure that you're getting the best quality of collagen and um, is um, reduced or no toxins. Now, I usually direct my clients to a video by Hemsley and Hems- the Hemsley and Hemsley sisters on how to make a bone broth, and um, we will put the link in the show notes for you and you can have a look at how best to 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 make a bone broth Um, you can make your own um sort of following a recipe or you can buy pre-made bone broth there are lots of great suppliers out there it can be expensive though um but good to know that it is a good quality one so for example you could look at mindful chef 
um, and you'll find their um, details on our website. And I'll also list some other suppliers in the show notes as well. So lots of ideas on, on getting a good bone broth. Um, yeah, yeah, and that, that video is really helpful. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've watched that. They've got a simple recipe. Uh, mm. so easy thing to do. Now, Karen, you know, you're a vegetarian, so bone broth um, and some of these animal foods don't fit into your food plan. So what would you su- suggest to people following a vegetarian or plant-based diet? What, what should they do to optimise their collagen building blocks? Yeah, like like I say, Aileen, it is a bit more tricky to get the proline and glycine from food. Um, but there are some plant-based um, sources that, that include these pro- these amino acids, including all different types of beans, legumes, tofu as well, and other fermented soybean products such as tempeh. And um, the proline and glycine content within these foods might not be as high as the animal protein, but they will make a contribution. It might mean that you just need to eat more of these foods as well to get sufficient amounts of the of the proline and the glycine, but it is possible. I think what is also worth remembering is that both glycine and proline are classed as non-essential amino acids, which means that our bodies can make them from other amino acids, but it does mean to say that you still have to be having um, sufficient protein intake for these amino acids to be produced. Now, essential amino acids are the uh, the ones that we must get from our food because the body can't make them. So like I say, glycine and proline, they are non-essential, so the, bod- the body can make them. But also, um, it's important to, to mention here that both glycine and proline are sometimes classified as conditional amino acids um, in times of stress and ill health. And and during these periods, they might become essential. So um, if there's not enough being produced in the body, then they become an essential amino acid. So it's important to get it from food. So you know, really, the message is that that collagen is naturally made in the body using three amino acids. So there's the glycine and the proline, plus any other available amino acid at that time. And um, and really, we require optimal amounts of these amino acids, plus the vitamin C, the zinc and the copper from our food plants to make collagen. So that's the big take home message, really. So I think maybe, Aileen, it's a good time to pause for an advert break. So I'll hand over to you for that. Okay, thanks, Karen. Um, So this is a moment in the episode where we take a minute or two to talk about what we do outside of the podcast. And in the next section of uh, this episode, we're going to be talking to you about collagen supplements. So I thought I'd uh, like to mention today a couple of brands that may be of interest to you. So collagen supplements are usually made uh, from animal products, so from bovine, which is uh, cattle, porcine, which is pork, or marine collagen. Um, so as we've you know alluded to earlier, these kind of uh, products aren't suitable for vegetarians or vegans. Uh, So today what I'm going to do is share my favourite collagen supplement and also an an alternative for vegans. So the the collagen supplement that I regularly use is from Yorzuki and I started to use it 
several months ago to help see uh, help heal a soft tissue injury. And I have to say, I was so impressed with the results that I now use it daily as a foundational supplement to promote uh, bone health predominantly. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, I've got early stages of osteoporosis. Um, so it's important for that. Uh, and also just as a, a way of keeping my connective tissue healthy and flexible. So what do I like about it? Well, um, Zuki uh, make their supplements in uh, sort of liquid gels that come in sachets. And one sachet contains 5,000 milligrams of hydrolyzed marine collagen. And it also contains 30 milligrams of vitamin C. And um, marine collagen is richer in type 1 collagen than bovine or porcine uh, collagen. So you're getting a good uh, therapeutic amount there. And then the other things that is worth mentioning about Zuki is that all of Zuki products, what they do is they wrap the, nutri the nutrient in a liposhield, which forms a protective barrier around the collagen. And that helps deliver the nutrient through your digestive system in an optimal way so that you get maximum benefit from the supplement. Uh, with all their, their supplements, they're, they're tasty, they're convenient. I usually consume mine straight from the sachet, but you could add to water, yogurt or smoothies. They've also got four flavors of collagen. Uh, mine is my favorite is mango peach, uh, but there are others that you might want to try. And the sachets are also easy to pack when you're traveling. So it makes it makes life easy. And as I say, I, I take one sachet a day. I find that's great as a foundational supplement. Um, but sometimes I'll, I'll increase the number of sachets if I'm recovering from an injury. Um, but as always, remember to take professional advice if you're considering uh, taking a supplement. So if you'd like to give your Zuki a try and uh, try out the collagen, remember we've got a special discount code, which is Runners Health Hub 20. And when you add the code at the checkout, uh, the discount code will provide you, your friends and your family with 20% off the whole uh, Zuki range. So feel free to share that code with, with others. And if you're interested in finding out more about your Zuki, you can check them out at our website, um, which is runnershealthhub.com and look for shop and our favorite supplier brands. And you'll, you'll find them there. Or you can go straight to their website, which is your Zuki. Com. So that's my big shout out for um, collagen from Zuki. Um, however, if you're a vegan or you have an allergy to fish, then marine collagen won't be the right thing for you. Um, and so you might be sort of thinking, well, what what other supplements are there which could be an alternative? So I guess that a lot of nutrition experts would say there's no such thing as a vegan collagen and that you should really focus on promoting collagen production via your diet in the ways that Karen's just mentioned. However, there are some companies that have developed vegan alternatives to animal-based collagen. And I just wanted to highlight a product uh, that's being developed by one of the companies that Karen and I um, support, which is We Are Feel. And um, their product is called Feel Pro Collagen. And when you read their literature, what how they describe it is that they've designed an amino acid profile in the product which perfectly replicates type 1 human collagen and it's designed to be absorbed well and the collagen product or ingredient that they use is called V-Collel um, which is a vegan collagen alternative so they don't actually produce that themselves there's a company that produces it that they've 
added it into their supplement. Um, their product also contains uh, some other uh, nutrients, so vitamin C, calcium, and some other botanicals, which promote the absorption of the, the nutrients. So it's a new product to us. I believe it's been uh, marketed by them for some time. Uh, but Karen and I haven't used it yet, um, but we thought it was worth sharing with you. Um, we, we've always been very happy with the other products uh, made by We Are Feel, so um, we're pretty sure that what they've produced is um, is a good product. But we'll we'll review it in time and, and get back to you. Uh, but if you would like to give uh, Feel Pro Collagen a try, Again, uh, we are feel have got a special offer for you. And if you type in partner 10 um, into their uh, shopping cart, you'll get 10% off the first month of feel subscription products, um, excluding their bundles. And again, you'll find we are feel on our website, runnershealthhub.com at our favorite supplement brands. So, uh, so a couple of options for people to try there, Karen. Exactly. Thanks for that, Aileen. And interestingly, I have just ordered the We Are Feel Feel Pro collagen. So I will be able to re- uh, report back and give a review shortly. So um, watch this space. Um, OK, so let's touch now on a few things that it would be worth knowing about when choosing a collagen supplement. So Aileen, you mentioned that Zuki collagen was made in hydrolyzed marine collagen. Now, in its natural form, collagen is a large chain of peptides, which are quite difficult to absorb, actually. And by hydrolyzing them, it breaks the collagen into smaller molecules, which are then easier for the body to absorb. So if you are choosing a collagen, um, one um, to look for is one that is hydrolyzed, and it should say that on it. And marine collagen like Aileen said earlier, is more easily absorbable than the the bovine collagen. So that's worth bearing in mind as well. And I think it's also important to buy collagen supplements from a, a reputable supplier who sources nutritional ingredients from healthy sources, because that way you're going to really minimise that risk of any toxicity within um, the nutrient, within the supplement. Now, we mentioned marketing right at the start of the episode, and, um, and we do think because of that it's important to read the label and the supplier's website so you can get the, the full lowdown, that full scoop on what you're actually buying. You know, sometimes names are dressed up to sell to you, for example, the, the label might say collagen peptides, which sounds higher level than collagen. Now, collagen peptides are actually short chain bioactive peptides, and they're produced as a result of enzymatic hydrolysis of collagen. And these collagen peptides are small peptides, and their molecular weight is up to 5,000 DA. Now, they are also known as hydrolyzed collagen. So the label might say collagen, but when you read the detail, it's actually hydrolyzed. So is um, is produced in the same way as the label, which says collagen peptides. Now that sounds a bit confusing, but basically what it's saying is that whether it's hydrolyzed or it's um, it's it's Pep collagen peptides, they are very similar products. So um, 
So hopefully I made that crystal clear for everybody. Yeah, well, that's really good advice to consider because I think, you know, often you get uh, lured in by the label. Um, it's only by reading the information on the website you can make a, an assessment on what it is you're actually buying and, and not be taken in by uh, the hype, basically. Um, you know, so, yeah, I think it's, it's good. It's good to uh, just... I suggest that people read a little bit more. And if, if you're, anybody's not sure, you can always drop us a line and we can give you our viewpoints uh, if, if you're interested. So an, a new area of development, which is quite exciting, I think, is um, using what is known as specific bioactive collagen peptides, uh, which target different areas of the body. So, for instance, a product which would target um, skin health or a product which would target joint health mm. uh, so that's the the new kid on the block if you like in the collagen market yeah and that sounds really interesting Aileen but how how does that actually work how does it target either the skin or the joints yeah well uh, from what I'm, I've, I've read about it uh, we have different collagen receptor sites in the body and all these receptor sites are different shapes and sizes meaning that a collagen peptide has to be a specific molecular size and weight to stimulate the relevant receptor site. So that means that some, some that are big will only be accepted by the big ones and some that are small can only be accepted by the small ones. So if you have a generic hydrolyzed collagen peptide, um, it will contain a mix of multiple different molecules and whilst this means that they can be absorbed across many different body receptor sites, it also means that the collagen supplement may not specifically target the area that you require. So the specific bioactive collagen peptides, long, long phrase, are manufactured in a way that filters the peptides into different sizes. Uh, so the products can then be designed to support specific areas of health and optimizing the results and the outcomes uh, by using those therapeutically. Mm, I have to say that does sound really interesting. And if you could get sort of very targeted, very specific um, collagen peptides, that would be um that would be really supportive. So we will look out for suppliers and we will share with you all um, what, what, we, what we find on that once they come out onto the shelves. So, um, um, and we just need to research that a bit more to find out if there are any on the shelves at the moment. You were saying it's new, Aileen. I'm just wondering, do you know if there are any of, of this type of supplements on the shelves at the moment or is it something yeah I found, a, I found a couple and when I say you I mean I'm saying sort of in the last few years um I, I only became aware of it recently uh, because I did a I did some training on osteoporosis and it was one of the things that was discussed and that led me to think oh I better go and have a look for these and um I have found a couple of UK suppliers um I haven't used them yet myself, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll do a little bit more research and share it in a, a future episode. And, and, you know, when we've tried them out ourselves too. Um, so, yeah, very interesting. And we've, we've covered quite a lot of information today, Karen. Uh, so we're, we're sort of um, a little bit short on time to discuss any specific 
um, studies. Um, but I just wanted to quickly mention a couple of studies uh, which support the use of these specific collagen peptides. And the first is related to knee pain and the second is related to osteoporosis. Um, so I'll just quickly um, share that. Uh, so the first one, um, again, we'll put a link in the show notes, is is all about um, investigating activity-related knee joint discomfort uh, following the supplementation of these specific collagen peptides. And this study was uh, based on young, physically active uh, individuals. And what the study did was um, over a 12-week period, they gave participants five grams of collagen peptides. Um, and there was a placebo group as well who, who got something else, which uh, wasn't the collagen peptides. And at the, the, the end of this 12-week period, the, they, uh, the summary was that there was a statistically significant reduction in activity-related knee joint pain uh, after the 12-week treatment. And, and also that well, another observation that they made was that there was a statistically significantly reduced need for any additional therapies. And they they mentioned things like physiotherapy or ice packs. Um, so overall, the, the study was confirming the efficacy of collagen peptides. Um, and I think that sort of makes it quite an interesting option for treatment of joint pain induced by physical stress. Yeah, absolutely. And what's also interesting, Eileen, is that the participants were younger younger adults and that their results meant less physio. So, and, and I suppose that goes back to you saying that, um, you know, we start to lose collagen from a very young age. So just sort of um, um, acknowledging that and readdressing it from a young age is going to be helpful. So, so Eileen, you said there was another study about osteoporosis. What, what, did, what did it say? Yeah, well, yeah, again, this was an, an interesting one. Uh, not a very big study, but I think, again, it just shows that there's potential areas for future research. So what they were doing was looking at using the specific bioactive collagen peptides in, in osteopenia and osteoporosis. And it was what was classed as a long-term observation of postmenopausal women. And um, So initially, there was 131 women involved in a study um, which you know was looking at the effects of these uh, peptides on bone and mineral density, and um, the the background to it is that collagen peptides are thought to improve calcium retention, and that will directly influence bone metabolism uh, by releasing growth hormones and regulating the osteoblast function, so helping um, the turnover of, of healthy bones. So what they did was. Um, in this study, they were doing it as a follow-up and they were determining the longer-term effects of using the same bioactive collagen peptides after an intervention time of four years. Now, you know, they started with 131 women and by the end of the four years, the follow-up only involved 13 women, so it's not a huge group. Um, but what they found was in the follow-up that a daily intake of five grams of specific collagen peptides showed an progressive increase in bone mineral density, which, you know, when you've got osteoporosis, that is a big win, even if it's only for 13 women. Um, and it indicated that an increased anabolic bone metabolism in postmenopausal women was possible after 
the four-year period. So I got really excited when I found this out, Karen, I have to say, um, because of, you know, my own personal interest and also because I work with clients with osteoporosis. And, um, you know, if you think that that started with 131 women, if it was thousands and thousands of women, that could have a really big difference to um you know, a lot, a lot, probably alongside a lot of other interventions, because you know, as we know, it's not a magic bullet, and it's a multifactorial thing that you have to do when you're managing osteopenia and osteoporosis. But it, it's like an added tool in the armory. I feel absolutely alien in the fact that it could reverse that um, osteoporotic decline um i think is really interesting because we just naturally think that from midlife it's going to be a, a, a steady decline in bone health whereas this is suggesting that if there's like you say appropriate lifestyle um and nutrition and the collagen um on a regular basis then that could that that could shift yeah yeah very exciting yeah, absolutely. Well, on that positive note, Aileen, I think that brings us to the end of our episode for today. But just before we go, could you maybe quickly round up with your key takeaways? Yeah, sure. So the key takeaways from today's episode is that type 1 collagen makes up 70 to 80% of ligaments, tendons, joints and muscles and 90% of bone, skin and hair. So it's an abundant uh, protein in the body. Um, collagen is made naturally by the body and the key building blocks are amino acids, which are glycine and proline, plus one other available amino acid. And um, collagen production also requires vitamin C, copper and zinc. So it's really key to ensure that you optimize your food plan to include these vital nutrients. Uh, collagen is important for the health of connective tissue for bones and gut health. Uh, unfortunately, as we age, there's a natural decline in our ability to produce collagen. And during the menopause transition, we may lose collagen alongside bone loss. Um, you can uh, ha- add some um, lifestyle changes, which will help you um, preserve the collagen status. So avoiding a high sugar diet, smoking and excessive sunlight uh, can really help uh, maintain a healthy collagen status. Uh, Our advice is to read supplement labels and websites to check that you're getting the best source of collagen and watch out for the newest collagen supplements uh, available, which are specific bioactive collagen peptides, uh, which are designed to target specific parts of the body. And uh, we'll be doing a little bit more research and reading and we will uh, share more with you in future episodes. And if you'd like to try um, some collagen supplements, uh, remember that we have um, special offers to try uh, your Zuki collagen using discount code Runners Health Hub 20. Uh, but if you prefer to try the vegan alternative Feel Pro collagen, use Partner 10 uh, at We Are Feel for 10% off your first month subscription. And that's uh, all my key takeaways, Karen. Great. Thanks very much, Aileen. And thanks for some great insights, actually, into using collagen or or introducing collagen into our food plans and also as a supplement for that musculoskeletal support, um, which is really important for runners. And remember, everyone, don't let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance. 
Well, this brings us to the end of another episode of She Runs, Eats, Performs, brought to you by Runners Health Hub, helping female runners to be fitter, faster and stronger. We really hope you've enjoyed listening and you'll join us again soon. In the meantime, we'd be so grateful if you check us out on iTunes and leave a review. And once again, thanks for listening and do let us know if there are any topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Bye for now. We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for Women's Changing Bodies, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs. First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device, and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialing wearing their range for a few months, and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases.